All right, let's go ahead and get Daniel in. Daniel, come on in, sir. Hello, how are you, Alberto? Great, folks. Let me just uh, let me introduce you. Daniel is the uh, president of uh, Indivisible Houston. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And he covers a lot of the local elections and much more. Daniel, give me your breakdown, your thoughts. Let's start with Harris County. What are your thoughts on Harris County? I think Harris County has... So, look, the Republican Party put together... uh, you know, they, they came very, very hard uh, for different seats. And I'm going to give you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit of some of the areas where they actually broke through to start. Remember, there, there are five judicial seats where it seems like they're going to break through. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so there is that some of those efforts worked. Um, but they're, where they tried hardest of all of their different efforts was at the county judge level. Right. Um, Alex Wheeler spent millions upon millions of dollars that was handed to her by everyone from local developers, uh, you know, like Weekly Homes, five million bucks put into her back pocket, huge money spent by dark money packs that have popped up overnight, and West Texas uh, uh, billionaires who believe in a dominionist version of Christianity that is essentially a fascist ideology, and they all tucked money into her pocket, um, you know, not to mention everyone from, from Ted Cruz to all of the local Republicans and everybody else putting their thumb on the scale, and they still couldn't do it. I'm not sure Ted Cruz helped her out, as we all saw the, you know, at the Astros parade. He's not the most popular guy in town. Um, <laughs> that can't but, fly but one way or another, I, I mean, I mean the, the, at the end of the day, that was not enough. And the Hidalgo campaign was uh, successful because of a lot of the, the hard work that has been put in here in Harris County over the years and because of all the hard work that has, been, that has gone into uh, this cycle. I've got to give a, a shout out to a couple of people on that. Um, Diana, if, if you're listening, uh, you know, she, you, you're, you're a hero. Um, Very much so. Races the last, last couple of years and or last couple of cycle, cycles. And you kept up the fight, and it's the people down at the Cornyn protest and the people who have been block-walking uh, and, and cl- the clubs in action pack and groups like that uh, that did a lot, of, a lot of the hard work that built up that firewall to make sure those, that, that 15,000-vote margin showed up today. So I, I want I to stop you right there, Daniel. I want to uh-huh. stop you right there for one specific reason, because I, that, that call-out that you made is so important because we have to keep those. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. People who are supporting candidates that support the people 
engaged. And you're correct. Diana wrote a hell of a piece. In fact, I carried it and interviewed her for, for the piece as well. And uh, many others working. I, 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 we did something with the uh, clubs in action just last week that we posted and made sure a whole lot of people saw that. There were, I mean, uh, I want all these politicians to know, the ones who got elected, right, uh, to remember. I want them to remember how they got there and, and, and to serve the people. These activists are the ones who did it. They are the ones who engage people. In other words, activism and floor, activism and groundwork will beat millions of dollars any day. And the work that you do and many others in this county and throughout this country do are the ones who win elections for you. Continue, please. I just wanted to reiterate that, Daniel. Oh, no, I, th- I, pre- I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're looking at... Look, for the first time in history, you're looking at a 4-1 commissioner's court. I think there, it, was, it was a major discussion, discussion point this cycle, and it has been recently, about underrepresentation of the Latino community in Harris County. And now you look at commissioner's court, it's three out of five members of the court right. um, are, you know, are, are, are Latino. So it's, it's, um, I think that this has been a, a seismic shift uh, since 2018, in what the and, and really since 2016 in many respects and even a little bit before that right. let's say over the last decade or so uh, we've seen a seismic shift in what's going on in Harris County uh, we've seen massive movement on the ground and it's going to have to continue um, because one these folks are not going to just you know take their money and go home they're going to keep trying to buy our county exactly and two. Um, a four-one Democratic Commissioner's Court doesn't mean that it's a lock for all the policies that you want. You got to advocate, right? I want to talk to you about that because um, that is something that that has to be watched. In other words, a lot of people think, "Oh, all the folks that um, we got into power now, we know that the people that we serve, which is all the people, that it, they're going to do what needs to be done." Of course, we know better. Tell us a little bit about that. What what do we have to watch out for? Well, so. Judge Hidalgo has passed a, a truly um, revolutionary, progressive agenda in a positive way over the last few years. We now have universal pre-K in Harris County uh, and full-throated support for um, for the Harris County Department of Education. We've seen improvements on the long, along the lines of, of health services that have been offered, and we've seen... Um, you know, she she's t- she had to to beat to fend off this extreme position and, and just just outright lying propaganda campaign from the uh, you know fr- from from the bail bond industry and um, hard, you know re- Republicans who were trying to buy our seat. You know, just a very cynical campaign that was chock full of lies that were so brilliantly dispelled on some of your recent show, shows regarding bail reform. That, that bail reform, you know, the bail reform, the county bail reform, misdemeanor bail reform that was implemented was nothing short of, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, it was, it was, it was a pot, it was a huge, huge change that gave so many people their rights back. And um, the bail bond industry didn't like it and ran a campaign based on lies surrounding it for this entire cycle so that they could pad their pockets. So that, and, and there's so many other things we could talk to, talk about, but what I'm getting at is these changes wouldn't have happened if we hadn't seen the court change in 2018. And these changes are not guaranteed in the next court, because when you have a 4-1 majority, um, it changes the dynamics. You no longer have a, a thin majority of three people who have to stick together. You have some ideological discrepancies within the majority on the court. So 
we might even argue that you need people even more so now to call the commissioners, to call the county judge, to show up to commissioner's court, to advocate, write editorials, drop letters to the editor, to protest, to do whatever it is, and whatever it is that it takes to make sure that we see um, the fruits of all of the labor of activists, that we continue to see the expansion of health care programs in Harris County, that we continue to see reform so that we don't have an, a jail that is a, an eyesore, a black eye on us, a moral black eye on us as a county that's, that's nationally and sometimes even internationally pointed to as an enormous problem. Um, you know, that, that's, that's going to take advocacy because if we don't advocate, people will settle back into their roles and vendors will begin to knock at the door again. The judge has turned down vendor money, that's for sure. But what about the rest of the commissioners? I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more work that needs to be done to make sure to hold these people accountable to what they said on their website, but also to move them from the positions that they have that are not aligned with the people who did all that work to make sure that they got into office. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, I mean, the, the work, I won't say the work starts now because it started before, but it sure needs to continue. I am glad you said that the work starts now. The, you know, it's an important thing that you just said there. We have to hold all of them accountable because uh, when, you know, folks might look and say, oh, we have a 4-1 court that somehow is more progressive and will do more progressive things. At the same time, we have to watch absolutely all of them to ensure that that is exactly what happens. And knowing that the activists who put them, well, the activists that who actually got them there will continue to be have watchful eyes are important. And I think what you're saying there is so, I mean, what, what you said there with respect to, we don't know that they're going to follow what they claim they're going to follow on their websites, etc., is extremely uh, important, Daniel. Now, let's go ahead and uh, expand a little bit further now. Let's go to the state. We're talking to the county level. Now, let's look at the state. Talk to me about uh, what was Beto's problem? What was Collier's problem? What was Garcia's problem? Uh, well, you know, look, let me let me just preface this by saying we need some time here, you know, to really figure out what ha- what happened and what, because even if we had all the data in front of us immediately, yes. we'd still need to take the time to read it. And then you need time to think on it and meditate and digest. And you got to look at that in context of anything that happens over the next few months, because the story can change, right? right. What people feel, felt yesterday might be different in a month or two. So we, so I just want to preface it with that, because I see a lot of pundits out there that, I think I think there's a whole cottage industry dedicated to folks who are they have to speak more confidently than they actually have any right to be. And I don't want to fall into that. So the morning after election, I always try to temper that a little bit. But what I will say is a couple of things that I think I think these are clear. Mm -hmm. One is people should look, maybe maybe your ideology is a little different than Beto, whatever it is. But if you wanted to see pushback against a far-right, extremist, election-denying, anti-democratic, Republican push in the state of Texas, then you owe Beto a thank you. Because he barnstormed the valley, he barnstormed the cities, and he definitely added to the margins in, in large counties, and he definitely added to the margins in the valley, where there were three seats that were up for grabs, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've talked to you before about it. I'm not shy about it. I don't really think very much of Henry Cuellar. Right. But nevertheless, if you, wanted, if, if, if you had any interest in how some of these races turned out, you owe it a little bit. I mean, you've got to owe the credit. You've got to give it to Beto O'Rourke that he went down there and did that. He fought an uphill fight. 
we're a state that we've uh, we've we've very commonly said that Texas is a non-voting state, not a red state. I do think that we need to to calibrate our our statement on that a little bit to be a little bit more nuanced because it seems to give people the impression that if we just brought people out that we would flip it, but every vote is a persuasion vote. Exactly. Um, you know, my friend, Nisha, my friend Nisha says that. We need to be persuading people all the time. We shouldn't assume how people vote one way or another, but we should give them the benefit of the doubt that if we get to have a conversation about their values, about what they think, about what the truth is, that we'll be able to persuade them. But we have to persuade them. We have to have that conversation, let, let me, and we have to inform them. Let me tell you, Daniel, I respect everything that uh, Beto O'Rourke did, and I am not one of those that are going to be there, hidden Beto or hidden uh, hidden Collier or hidden Garcia or any. Let, I am very happy that these guys went out there and opened up 254 counties in Texas. They may not have been successful in winning themselves, but they sure as hell opened the door for a lot. I spoke to some folks in, in Cleveland and other places where, I mean, Cleveland, Texas, where uh, they, 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 his, his, just him going out there and making folks know I am there. Now, there are other things that need to be done, and it's not for, for Beto to do it, or but it's for the grassroots to do it. All those rural areas that won't get their hospitals back because uh, Greg Abbott is not going to sign on to the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. They needed, we needed to have a, a, a grassroots culture in those areas, letting folks know that your hospital closed because they refused to accept the money. We needed to do that grassroots work and, and it's a learning experience and we'll do it. And on, on the internet, I want to welcome Dilbert Doe and Hijack Sarafani, as well as Bronx, New York, Nolan Dearborn, Sophia Williams, Joan Mara. Thank you for watching us here on, on the internet. But Daniel, um, give me a closer. I need to go to Baba Chakwe. Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody keep up the fight. If you don't know how, you can always reach out to Indivisible Houston. That's Indivisible, like One Nation, Indivisible Houston, like this wonderful city that we live in, .org, IndivisibleHouston.org. And let's get in touch. Um, remember to keep pushing. Remember to keep fighting for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, changes here. We talked about it after 2020. We're not, the, the fascists are not going to take the country. They're not taking the county. Um, but we've got to materialize that. We've got to make that happen. Um, but I'll be, you know, I'm going to be danged if that's going to happen. And I think there are a lot of people out there who believe that too. And if you're one of those people, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been engaged in politics or if you know what it's like or what's going on in it, there is something that you can do. So I would just say everybody keep pushing, but continue to, and if you haven't been engaged before, there's still room for you. Welcome to democracy. I appreciate you. And thanks for being a member of the Free and Independent Press, Egberto. Thank you so kindly, Daniel. And you keep up the great work. You're respected out here, brother. All right? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>